I'm Leanna. And I'm Nikki. And in today's episode, we're talking about avoidance. And so things that we avoid, situations that we avoid, um, and what might be going on there. So when I think of avoidance, um, I think of perhaps not wanting to do the thing. So that could be like things like confrontation. Um, the idea of perhaps not going to a doctor because you don't want to know what they're going to say. Um, perhaps avoiding opening a bill because you know, you don't have the funds or means at the moment. Um, so it's interesting how those things kind of play out. My mind's going in all sorts of directions, but, um, you know, does the avoidance really help? You, um, Usually not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, this could it short. help? Could it, could it help buy you some time to process or is that more time to perhaps be resistant or fearful? Um, I'm just trying to think of, of mm. positive things because a lot of times, um, your subconscious mind is trying to protect you and help you in the best way that it knows how. And that might just be avoidance, right? So um, if it knows that you always get in a confrontation with your mother-in-law, um, you need to ask for some help. You're guessing based on history and experience how that's gone before. Um, you might avoid or tiptoe around that conversation does that avoidance help build up your courage does it give you time to strategize does it um help you in any way or is it putting off something uncomfortable i think possibly if you're buying yourself time that's more intentional mm. then i don't i don't know if that feels like avoidance right there are things like you know, today's not the day to do that. I have too much on the schedule. I want to give that my time and attention. I'm not doing that today. That feels different than that nagging avoidance where you know it's there, but you won't look at it. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, there, there's different qualities. Yeah. To that. Yeah. And I do think there's value to possibly, you know, a task you need to do that you do need to put more intention and planning around it to do it well but I don't think I'd call that avoidance. Right. And I also think of, um, for lack of a better term, like our lazy days, our days where perhaps we don't get off the couch or we don't do the chores or um, we avoid going grocery shopping. And perhaps that is because our energy is lower. Perhaps we need a rest, a recharge. But I think we come around to those activities when we're pepped up a bit or when we have some help. Um, when the situation has changed. So that might be kind of short-term avoidance, but it might more accurately fall under rest or like right. you say, more strategic. Like I'm just not going to do this because I just don't have the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And avoidance for me has a nagging quality. Like if I'm honest about it, it's not, I can, I can say I'm, I'm the laundry and dishes aren't getting done today because it's sunny out and it's supposed to rain tomorrow and I'm going to go for a long walk today. Yeah. 
And that doesn't have the same feeling as that little task on your to-do list that you're just, um, you know, you just keep putting down or you won't look at, or you find things like, oh, but that closet, that needs to be cleaned out. Like, yeah. you know, it could wait one more day. Right. It wouldn't, you know, perhaps it wasn't even on the list. <laughs> yeah. That closet has been like that since last spring. Right. But right. all of a sudden when you need something extra, it must be done. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there's like a, a little pull to avoidance to me. It's got this, like, I'm still here voice. Yeah. There's perhaps an awareness and I, I think shoulds come into there. I should be doing this. There's there's an idea that uh, I want to, or I need to, or I should be doing this and I'm resisting it. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm going to resist it is avoidance. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like there's a quality for me in avoidance of kind of blankness where, because um, I think it would be valuable to almost let's say there was a sentence, let's say there was an acknowledgement, I'm avoiding this. And then you let your mind fill in the blank. I'm avoiding this. And then I'm feeling scared. Mm -hmm. I'm avoiding this. um, Because it's uncertain. I don't know how to handle this. I don't have confidence with this. And see what your mind fills in the blank with, Mm -hmm. you know, just starting with the acknowledgement, starting with the sentence, the awareness I'm avoiding this and then see what the next thing is. However, I still think there's a bit of a shutting off there, a bit of a blankness there because that's part of the avoidance. Um, if we, if we felt confident around the issue, I think the issue would kind of make itself known, but that's part of the fear too, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. whatever we're avoiding, has some big energy or charge with it, I would say. And so maybe it doesn't make itself so known so easily. Mm-hmm. I really uh, like that, that just that exercise of, okay, I'm avoiding this because. Yeah. yeah. And even, um, even if the because is not so obvious, like I'm avoiding this and I can feel the tension in my body. Like even that's information. Oh, okay. That's an extra piece of information of how this makes me feel. Oh, there's something there. Um, So even if you're not quite in tune with the because. Yeah. Just the acknowledgement and see what comes next. Yes. Uh, I'm, oh, guess what? I'm avoiding going and going to the bank. Oh, I don't know, some, some kind of information comes there. Yes. Well, I'm even thinking about, um, I can't think of a great, okay. Let's say you need to talk to your boss. Yeah. You're not feeling super, uh, at ease with that. Like it needs to be done. You know, it needs to be done. You're putting that off. Um, that little exercise, if you think of it as layers, like, okay, I don't want to go talk to my boss because I don't want to. Right. So you're not super clear, you know, you just, I don't want to do it. Okay. I don't want to do it because like, you know, because, um, even I feel uncomfortable. I'm, I feel like I could barf. Right. 
I feel like I could barf. I think I'm going to say something stupid. Yeah. I'm going to seem unintelligent in front of them. I'm going to say something stupid because, well, I always do. Like, you can just keep asking that question. And I do think if you're honest, yeah, you'll get to something. Mm-hmm. Oh, why do I, do I, do I always say stupid things? Right. You know, now you've got something you can work with, even if it took a few rounds to get there. Right. And you might realize that the thing that you're afraid of isn't true as well. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes back to that idea of not going to the doctor, right? I mean, you could be going to the doctor and find out that you are in good health or the thing that you thought was, I must have a thyroid problem. And you, you know, like we amplify, right. And maybe it turns out to be a vitamin deficiency that is quite easy to treat or, um, or maybe if you go to the doctor, you catch something early, maybe you have a family history of something like a particular cancer or a heart condition and avoiding because you don't want it confirmed because of what that could possibly mean. Mm -hmm. So there's the mind protecting you. I know what my family members went through. I don't want to have to face this, you know, that avoidance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When perhaps if you went early, there could be things that would help you that didn't help them. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think about, yeah, who or some, yeah, somehow who is more likely to avoid things. And I think it snowballs in both directions. Like when you avoid, you avoid more, you've learned to avoid, you're avoiding for a reason. That's one snowball. When you don't avoid, I think it snowballs in a positive direction too. So you don't avoid it and you get on those difficult tasks sooner. And that means you learn skills quicker and you just stop. And then avoiding doesn't look as appealing. Like that snowballs in another direction. Right. There's something inherent about avoiding seems to have already predicted a negative outcome. Yeah. Yes. I'm avoiding this because it's not going to go well for whatever reason. I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to get heard. I'm going to appear stupid. It's going to I don't have the skills to do this well. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. Someone wants money I don't have. It doesn't matter what it is avoiding somehow has predicted a negative outcome. Yep. But unfortunately, usually the, like the thing isn't going away. Right. So it's, uh, so I wonder too, if that's also self, like a self-fulfilling prophecy, because the longer you avoid it, you have now um, created greater opportunity for a negative outcome. Right. So, yeah. Well, and I'm sitting here thinking as you're speaking as well, that so I can see what the subconscious mind is doing, avoiding uncomfortable, avoiding vulnerability, avoiding confirmation of a truth that's scary, Mm -hmm. avoiding confrontation and uh, messy, uncomfortable feelings or interactions or things like that. And so in the sense of thinking of the mind, Is the avoidance effective? Well, in some way, yes, because it's delaying that uncomfortableness. Mm -hmm. But is it overall effective? Right. 
Well, no, because you're probably in a little bit of a mental hell. True. Around that during the avoidance time. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that thing is getting bigger because of the mental energy given to it. Perhaps if you're able to completely shut it out, you might be feeling uneasy. Like you said, it goes back to that kind of um, nagging quality. Mm-hmm. So perhaps if you avoid and you've been quite effective at shutting it completely down, there's still this underlying nagging feeling. Perhaps you don't even know that that nagging feeling is connected. Um, right. And did it really change the outcome? Probably not. Um, the outcome of the situation. And like you say, you might be, we could think of things in a million ways, worry about something, mentally rehearse something in a million ways, and it still might not be the way that it actually unfolds. Mm -hmm. And so we don't really give ourselves the credit or the confidence, which is easier said than done to allow it to unfold. Mm -hmm. We're trying to control it, prepare. So we use this avoidance time to prepare, think about, consider consider what we might say, consider if the outcome is bad. And then what will we do? I can't handle that. I can't handle that if it's this. Mm -hmm. So we're doing all this mental rehearsal. And I think that is a, a lesson if we can see it for that an opportunity. Because perhaps we're going we're using all that energy anyway. Mm -hmm. We're we're doing mental somersaults anyway. So I wonder if we could use some of that mental somersaults and perhaps some of our bravery to find a way to be confident in our ability to handle what comes our way, to trust ourselves, to face that thing and allow it to unfold, to be able to be a little bit stronger or more content in the uncomfortable and way easier said than done, but that would seem more like a beneficial growing of your skill set and a kind of more frenzied avoidance. And yeah, I think you've tapped on something with the the building of your skill set. I was thinking, okay, so, you know, how, how do we not avoid? It's great to say it's not effective. It doesn't work in the long run. So we all do. Right. And how do you make that shift so that you avoid less or avoid for less time? Or, you know, how, how do you make progress here? Which led me to think, okay, so what types of people don't avoid? Like if you're not an avoider, why is that? What qualities do you possess, etc.? And what came up for me was, and, and I'm guessing, but I think if you, if you don't avoid, you give yourself more permission not to do it perfectly. Mm. There's something about, and, and again, you touched on it, about wanting to control the situation. And when you really want it to go a certain way, or you want to do it really well, um, yeah, that's a strange, it's a kind of a twisted undermining of doing it at all. Sometimes wanting mm-hmm. to do it perfect means we don't do it at all. And then that, then that whole situation may be in a different disguise, but comes up again and you're not okay. building the skills, even though your intention is to do it so well, because you weren't willing to do it poorly, 
how do you build those skills? Right. And I think this goes back to one of our common themes as well is being with the uncomfortableness because I think we are in a culture um, where uncomfortableness is really feared. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't know what to do with it. And um, you and I've talked before in previous episodes and just even outside the podcast of, you know, this idea, like what were people doing in the 1800s? Like um, it does seem that anxiety, you know, it's, it, it's that idea of like, are we seeing it more or is there more? Right. Um, do we have a name for it? Are we, do we have supports for it more? So people are acknowledging it more and coming out with it more, but it does seem that there is more than say in the past. Um, and it does seem to center around this idea of being uncomfortable um, in whatever situation. When you were also talking too about what types of people, I thought, well, you might have a person who doesn't avoid, it might be situational. Mm-hmm. So maybe we all have a degree of avoidance, but it just depends on what situation we're put into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so perhaps somebody who avoids more just happens to be in their trigger situation in their uncomfortableness more perhaps than somebody who hits things maybe head on. Maybe they have those skills. Maybe they had that experience. Maybe they've had therapy in, in those particular things. And so they feel really confident facing something. But I think what you said is super important too, the allowing of it to not be perfect, um, to be a little messy. And I guess I would add into that uncomfortable. Right, right. And there's another theme that we bring up from time to time is permission. Yeah. Giving yourself permission yeah, to maybe choose a word that you won't choose next time. Um, yeah, just not to have it go perfectly, to be gentle and kind to yourself that this is something that you're learning and to know or somehow be able to hold that it it won't stay like that forever. Right. That particular situation, you will build skills. You know, the more you talk to your boss, then the next time you have to do it, it will be a little easier. The next yeah. time you talk to an authority figure, you'll have a past experience to draw on. Um, yeah, that that it will change. The more you do it, it will change. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's making me think of, I hope you can help me. We watched uh, a YouTube video when we were training and there was a fellow who went out and did a hundred things, I think made a hundred requests. Do you remember? And like, he wanted to be a greeter at Starbucks and Starbucks didn't have greeters. Yes. He wanted to plant a plant in somebody's yard. Um, Do you remember what he was actually asking? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I absolutely remember that video. Yes. And my point is that he started off assuming people rejection. were going to rejection. Sorry. Yes. He was setting himself up for things that he thought would get rejected. Right. 
And to his surprise, because I think, didn't he do a hundred of them? And yes. And I think very few of them, he actually got rejected. rejected. And so I think what he learned from that, one of the things his takeaway was he had built in his mind, he anticipated what he thought people were going to say. And when he actually went and tried it, it wasn't the case. Right. So I remember one, one example, the Starbucks one, um, I think he had always kind of wanted to be a barista, didn't want to actually, uh, have the job or something, but wanted to be involved in Starbucks. And so wanted to greet people at the door. So he went and asked somebody at his local Starbucks, the manager, you know, could I just greet people and direct them to the counter? And they're, you know, for a day I'll volunteer. And they're like, well, we don't really have that position. Also random guy that walked into (laughs) but Hey, that might be a neat thing for us. Mm -hmm. And here you are and you took the initiative and okay. Yeah. You can be our Starbucks greeter for the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, so here he was expecting, he wanted to be able to handle the rejection. So he was going to put himself in these situations Mm -hmm. to build up his skills at handling rejection. And to his surprise, there wasn't a lot of rejection. Yeah. Although I do remember he said going into that first, whatever the first task he gave himself, um, that his anticipation and his stress and his fear was at very high. Right. But about, I can't remember, but about three or five in when he started to see how this was going, that the anticipatory stress had really started to subside. Mm -hmm. And really three to five times doesn't feel like a very big number. No, especially when he, he set out to do a hundred. Right. So here you are not far in. Yeah. You're not even close to half. Nope. Yeah. And even if I'm a bit wrong about that number, I'm not quite sure, but it wasn't that many in. Yeah. 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 That's a great example. I mean, and hmm, I mean, that also feels like it's on one end of the spectrum where he deliberately created uncomfortable situations right. for himself, but that skill building. Right. And I'm guessing, well, like, go ahead. Sorry. Just, and the, I think what struck me the most was that, that projection, that idea that it was going to go a certain way. So I'm going to build my skills at receiving this rejection. And that wasn't the way it went at all. Right. And so I think that's, that's what I connect to the avoidance. So Mm. the rehearsing and the idea of, can I handle what I think is going to happen when that might not be the thing that happens at all. Anyway. Yeah. And if we can muster the strength and bravery, which is a big if, mm-hmm. um, we might be surprised at how right. the situation plays out, pleasantly right. surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and going back to that subconscious, um, like you saying, if we can muster the bravery, sometimes playing it out to the extreme is helpful too, where because our subconscious just sort of has I'm safe or I'm unsafe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really um, grade them. Like it doesn't put them on a scale of I'm a little safe, but mostly unsafe or I'm mostly, un, you know. Exactly. It's an on off switch. Okay, so I'll just go back to talking to the boss. Um, 
I'm, I might die. I might walk into his office and die. And die. That would be bad. <laughs> right. It feels like I could. Right. It feels like I could. But often if we go to that extreme, you can also tell yourself, but I probably won't. Right. I might get sweaty. My heart might beat fast. I might choose the right words. I really don't believe I'm going to die. Right. Let's even maybe back it up one step too, because I like what you're saying about kind of playing out the extreme. So if dying is unlikely... I know a lot of people are afraid they'll have a panic attack, lose it in front of their boss, um, faint, uh, fart, um, anything like that barf. Um, so play one of those out, right? What, how do you think your boss would react? Even if your boss is maybe the, in the worst boss hall of fame, Mm -hmm. Still, if they had somebody keel over and barf in front of them, what would that play out like? Who else would rush in to help? Even if they stepped over you and said, I'm not dealing with this, even if they had their own avoidance. Right. um, (laughs) There's got to be somebody else, I would think, who would come in and who would recognize, oh, that are you feeling okay? Like there's right. caring, compassion, you know, perhaps it's an assistant or a coworker or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so just playing through, like you said, that extreme. Yeah. Maybe your boss all of a sudden steps in and surprises you and says, Oh my gosh. And you know, is this right. work related? And perhaps even it's not nice. Can you handle this? You can't handle this. Then maybe it's an out for a job that you didn't Mm -hmm. like or a boss that you didn't like or um you know but is it the absolute end of the world I I guess our minds categorize that define that that's the meaning that they that the mind attaches to that moment that's right can you redefine the meaning Mm -hmm. well that would be less than ideal (laughs) that would be completely mortifying and embarrassing but I'd clean it up and I'd continue on with my day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what I like to do too is imagine you're 10 years older and looking back at that as well. So let's say you're 10 years older and looking back at barfing in front of the boss. Um, okay, but where am I now? What family and friends do I have around me? What situation? Maybe I'm not even in that town anymore. So something that seems like the be all end all, um, looking back might be a mile marker on your road, but it might not be the entire journey. It might not be the be all end all. It's not, it might rank up there as one of your top 10 least favorite (laughs) moments or your cringeworthy moments. Um, but does it stop you entirely? Does it? And what did you learn? Yeah. Like to me, it's, that is, that is the thing in a way that we're talking about. It might not be comfortable. It might remain a memory that's sort of like, I wish that had never had to happen, but you're going to build something out of it. You're going to learn something out of it. Right. Or it might even be the platform, the diving board for 
a change that you can't even anticipate, right? So you might have some distance from it. Oh my gosh, I wanted that job to work out so well. It was my dream job. I hated that boss. I barfed in front of him. But do you know what? I ended up over here and I never would have ended up over here. And sometimes we can't, we can't appreciate that till we've had some distance till we, till we're able to look back in that way. But that's why perhaps in the moment when we build it up is so important, reminding ourselves that we just never know. Um, And our mind is building it up in a negative way again to protect us. Look how big and ugly this thing could be. Mm -hmm. You better not face it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we face it, we might be pleasantly surprised or we might get put on a path that's even better than we could have fathomed. Yeah. Um, but that's like taking a, a trust fall or a blind leap, right? Yeah. Yeah. And your, um, like just, just allow me a philosophical moment mm-hmm. for a moment here, but you're definitely leading me into it. Um, regardless of what we're avoiding, the actual task, what, what are we avoiding in ourselves and why? And I think when you say, yeah, that weird awkward moment or that unfortunate circumstance could send you somewhere else. I don't know if I have the words for this yet, but there's a small piece somehow in avoiding for me that whatever you're avoiding, whatever the exterior thing is that everyone else can say there's an interior piece to it Mm. and so like avoidance is also a way of uh, avoiding our bigger self our truer self our more our more powerful self like there's this slight undermining to avoiding Mm. keeps you small keeps you stuck keeps you spinning um keeps you saying no to that party because it might go terrible no one might talk to you but you also take yourself out of the situation of yeah meeting that person that introduces you to someone who gives you a job that ends up your dream job or yeah meeting someone who introduces you to an entirely different friend group that has interests and hobbies that expand your thinking and your world. Like, yeah, that there's layers to avoiding. There's the thing you're avoiding that everyone can see that is obvious, that maybe it feels like you're focused on. And what are you avoiding underneath that? I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how clear I was, but that's, those are the words I have today. <laughs> if that makes sense. It did make sense to me. Okay. And, and it just has me thinking, yeah. Um, I like the example you used. And I'm, I might be taking a negative turn on it. But um, so I think that's so valuable. The, the idea of what are we kind of limiting ourselves? What box are we putting ourselves in? Mm-hmm. And not allowing ourselves the freedom of, of options and opportunity. And then beautiful. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm also thinking when you said inside, I went to a negative place. Like what, what don't we like about ourselves? 
that we're avoiding. So we think we can't handle something. We think we're not strong. We think, and we don't want to prove it. Mm. And again, that is a bit of an undermining, but a more negative focus. It's, um, yeah, perhaps not believing in ourselves and we don't want to confirm it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I can't help but offer up, but somehow to me, the avoiding does exactly that. Ah, it's the avoiding that confirms it for you because it keeps you from the uncomfortableness, from building the skills, from getting any better. And it confirms the message for you. I can't handle this. Right. So if you keep avoiding, it does confirm your view of yourself. Yeah. It makes the reason you're avoiding real. Oh, Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Wow. Tricky, it's a tricky little thing, avoiding. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Because I think it's an experience that many people have. Oh, I think it's like a universal human experience. The circumstances might be different. But, Mm -hmm. um, ooh, there might be a a Pandora's box. Is that the right term? Yeah. (laughs) Of things under the avoidance. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, which makes me think it's just easier to avoid. It seems easier to avoid right. than go to the right. places that we just went to. That's right. The catch is that that's what you'll always be doing. Right. Without opening that Pandora's box, you'll just always be avoiding. Yeah. And so I hope in the conversation that we've had that perhaps there's some cracks of light shining through Mm -hmm. of what could be possible if you acknowledge the avoidance and perhaps let go of the planning and the control and just face it and allow it to unfold you could be building skills there could be opportunities you never even dreamed of you could be well you would be giving yourself credit Mm -hmm. believing in yourself in your confidence. That's a message that doesn't even need to be said. It's built into that process. Yeah. So those are really strong things that could happen with that uh, willingness or openness to try. Right. And I think the tangible doable piece brings us right back beautifully to your exercise of, I don't want to do this because yeah and just set yourself a number like you have to do that five times Mm -hmm. because i don't want to and i don't want to because i feel scared and i feel scared because things never go my way and things never go my way because well when i was three when i was 10 when i was 12 you know you'll have your own examples but yeah, just possibly make yourself answer that at least five times and see what's under there. Right. And I would also say that um, just where you got down to that deeper level and you were giving examples um, of where things hadn't gone so well, Mm -hmm. those are real. That's Mm -hmm. important. Yes. But that's not every time. 
Like you could flip a coin and yes, the odds are high. The odds are 50, 50, the odds are one and two that you're going to flip a head, but you might flip a tail. Yeah. And, and could you flip a few more times and see what a tail feels like, you know? Um, yeah, just get, when you get down to that fourth or fifth time of, because is that true? Is it always true? Mm. Is it always true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was true. Those times. Mm -hmm. Do I know for sure that it's going to be true this time? Or am I just afraid or concerned it's going to be that way? Am I open and willing to have it a different way? There's stuff there too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that way, even if it's negative is familiar. Right. So yeah. Am I open to it being different? Well, now we're touching on uncomfortable again, right? The unknown. Right. So I, there's a part of me, perhaps it's the conscious part of me, or perhaps it's just, it doesn't necessarily have to be the conscious part, but there's a part of me that wants this. And there's a part of it that would rather stick with what it knows because there's an element of comfort, even if Mm -hmm. I want something different. Yep. Can, can there be a pushing through of that? Can there be a, let's see how it turns out. And of course, if it doesn't turn out so well, there's some message management there as well. Right. Because it's a slippery slope into C. I knew it wouldn't work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So don't avoid it. Go do it. (laughs) (laughs) Ask yourself those questions. Yeah. Be curious about your avoidance. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, uh, um, I was going to say, grab on to the idea that it might be different Mm -hmm. than you think. Yeah, I would love to know if people are pleasantly surprised. If people go out and try something that they had been avoiding, mm. if they're pleasantly surprised, or if they do those questions, I'm avoiding this because, and go a few rounds with that if they find a deeper understanding. Yeah, yeah. If people are comfortable. Or you might be avoiding something for a reason that, like, oh, I, oh. I didn't know that was under all of that. Right. There might be a good reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And isn't it nice to know that reason? Because then that goes back to your idea of being strategic. Then it's not this kind of nagging should situation. It's like, I know I'm choosing this because of this. And I'm okay with that. There's a level of acceptance and relief that comes with that too. So if and you knowledge, because now if you do want something different, um, you know what you're working with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of a kind of um, building up of an imaginary situation, you've got some actual uh, facts. Yeah. Yeah. That's good too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, As always, if you have any questions or comments about this topic, if there's more that we didn't discuss about avoidance, please let us know. 
And uh, if you have any topic ideas for any future shows, we'd also love to hear those. So you can send all of that to Leanna and Nikki at gmail.com. That's L-I-A-N-A-A-N-D-N-I-K-I at gmail.com. Thanks for listening in.